Hello everyone, and welcome to the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim, welcoming you to another episode. This is episode number 50. Welcome back. If you're a regular listener, if you're new to the podcast, welcome on this podcast. We talk about anything and everything related to building strength, both inside the gym and possibly more importantly, building strength outside of the gym. So it is currently Sunday evening around 7 p.m. I'm, I've just started my drive to my girlfriend's house. I left my keys there and I need them in the morning to open up the gym. So I'm just going over there to grab them and then I'll be driving back. It's about a 20 minute drive, 25 minute drive. So as always, a perfect time to record an episode. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode about how I personally approach setting goals, whether it's goals for the New Year's or just updating goals whenever it is needed. So for today's episode, we'll be talking about how tracking my income and expenses has helped me become more well-rounded and more financially literate. So this is actually one of the most common pieces of advice that I give people whenever the topic of money comes up. And I know sometimes it's uncomfortable to talk about money but I do believe that it is necessary to talk about it. I think it's important. I do not believe that money is everything, but I do believe that it is important. So, when I talk about tracking income and expenses, actually, let me back up a little bit. So why I'm recording this episode is because one of my friends asked me a great question about tracking income and expenses. We have a group chat, there's like 10 of us in there, and I don't know what came up, but I I told everyone, I said, look, if you guys aren't currently tracking your income and your expenses, you guys need to start. I just put it out there, and then I, I think I snapped a picture of like my spreadsheet that I use to track my income and expenses. And from there, they everyone kind of got interested. I guess not a lot of them were currently tracking their income and expenses. And over the last few days, um, they've kind of been snapshotting, they've been screenshotting them tracking their expenses and their income. So it's kind of become a fun thing between us. So I'm glad I have that set of friends that are in tune with that and they realize they're aware of how important finances are so one of my friends asked me he always asks great questions I gotta I gotta learn how to ask great questions like this guy anyway he asked what have you learned 
what have you learned from tracking your spending and reflecting on the money that you spent and earned last year so this is why I'm bringing this up because I figured that other people would benefit from this and when he asked me it was such a like it's such a good question that I couldn't answer him right away I told him okay you're gonna get have to give me a little bit because I have to think about this and then I'll put this out there so what have I learned from tracking my spending tracking my income honestly I've learned a lot I've learned the biggest thing is really just having a good overview of what the hell is going on in your financial life I think that's probably the number one thing just me that's what I mean when I say um, financial literacy because a lot of people just like health and fitness a lot of people weren't taught these things like we weren't taught these things in school right no one taught us about finances no one taught us about personal finance no one taught us about how to move well I feel like those two topics finances and health two huge areas of our life ginormous areas of our life and we were never actually taught so hopefully over the years this changes hopefully it's changing now in the school system I don't know anything about that so it's really given me a good overview of what the hell's going on I really know what's going on I know how much I'm bringing in through my work and I know how much I'm it's how much is going out and another thing, another important thing about that is not just how much is going out, not just how much you're spending, but knowing where you're spending that money is huge. So I actually did a personal finance podcast last year. Um, some of you might probably have listened to that. It's actually like, well, I think it's our one of the top five most downloaded episodes. Anyways, in that one, I pretty much go over similar things, but today I'm going to deep dive into the income and expenses and really how, even from last year, how that's grown, how, how, um, how everything has evolved, just the natural evolution of things. So in terms of tracking income, it's helpful because I know how much I'm making and I know how many hours I'm putting in to make that amount. I know what's involved. I know I know what goes into I know the work that's involved into producing that amount of income. And why I think this is helpful is because it gives me concrete numbers, gives me concrete stats to say, okay, look, last week or last month you worked X amount of hours and you made X amount, okay? So why this is important, in my opinion, is because once you know how much you've made in the past, then you, from there you can kind of set goals for how much you want to make in the future. Because if you don't know what you're making currently, 
how can you even set a goal for what you want to make in the future? There's no, um, there's no starting point, right? It's like someone who wants to learn how to squat 500 pounds. And then I ask them, okay, how much do you currently squat? And they tell me they don't know. Okay, so how do we begin then? So I think that's a very important part of it, like why I like to track the income. And then from there, it gives me a good base to set some goals from. So say you make, say you make $3,000 in one month. Okay, maybe next month, let's make that goal 4,000. You know what I mean? So just having those numbers to work off of, it's like, it's the same idea as keeping a workout log. You keep a training log because last week you squatted five sets of five at 185 pounds. Maybe this week, let's try to 190 pounds for five sets of five, right? Because if you don't know what you did in the past, how can you know what you should be aiming to do in the future? So in terms of tracking income, that's what I like about it. Um, it really gives you a breakdown on what the hell's going on, how you're spending your time. Is it worth your time? Because you might think you're making a lot, but you don't realize how many hours you're actually putting into it, right? And in terms of tracking expenses, I think tracking expenses is probably more important than tracking income. Both are great, but in terms of expenses, what I was saying earlier about knowing where your money is going. Like when I first started tracking my income five, six years ago, sorry, my expenses five, six years ago, I was blown away at how much shit I was buying. Just like how much stuff, just stuff. Stuff that I didn't really need. I didn't really need at all. It was mostly stuff I wanted, right? So it's really good because it shows you where your money is going. So for me, in terms of learning about myself and my habits, my spending habits, I split up my food there's the grocery bill and then there's the food and drinks bill so like food I eat outside coffees I drink outside so I split it up like that so initially when I first started being a bit more when I started taking this a bit more seriously my food and drinks bill like eating out drinking coffees that was a lot more than my grocery bill and as someone who's very aware of how to be frugal and just growing up in like that middle-class mindset where just being aware of all that kind of thing all that kind of stuff I was like no there's no way I can be spending like there's no way I should be spending more money on foods food and drinks than buying groceries because at the end of the day your money goes a lot a much longer way when you buy groceries and cook for yourself instead of eating out frequently not to say I don't eat out at all I still do enjoy that it's just now I'm aware of that and I when my food and drinks bill starts to creep up more than my grocery bill I know that I've either been lazy 
because I haven't been shopping and I haven't been cooking. Or I've just been, no, there's no other excuse, just been lazy. <laughs> so that, in terms of knowing where your money is going, I think that's super important. Like, basically, even when I look at my monthly expenses now, sometimes I look at it and I'm slightly disappointed in how little I'm spending in terms of personal development, books, um, like I do, I do spend on that kind of stuff, but it's sometimes I look at the monthly bill and like, okay, I spent X amount on entertainment and fun, but what did I do to improve myself or my business? You know what I mean? So it's a good way to, it's a good reality check because for me, as someone who says that I want to grow my business, I want to become better. I want to become a better coach. Okay, I'm saying these things, but are you actually, is this being reflected in your actions? Like how much, in terms of finances, how much money are you actually spending to do that versus going out to eat, um, spending money on weed, another, that's another expenditure for me at least. If you guys didn't know, I like to partake in the um, consumption of marijuana. Long pause, someone was honking at me. I don't know why. Anyway, so those, those kinds of things, like knowing where your money is going is really important. So how I track my expenses, this is how I personally do it. You don't have to do it this way, but how I track my expenses is this. On Google, on Google Keep, I I just have a like super simple list, super primitive list, and it's like okay, food, groceries, um, whatever, clothes. Um, what else? I'm drawing a blank here. Books, self development, whatever, right? Dreadlocks, getting my dreads done. So every time I spend money, whether that's in the store, whether that's online, I don't care. Immediately after I spend money, I will add to the total of that category. So say I spent $25 on groceries, I will add $25 to whatever total is already there. And I will literally do that every time I purchase something. It's just become a habit of mine. It really doesn't take long. Because I literally whip out my phone, I open up Google Keep, takes two seconds, I add some numbers to the current number, and boom, I'm in. And then this is what I do at the end of the month. At the end of every month, I will review my finances, I'll review everything, and then I will update my master spreadsheet, if, you, if, if I may. The master spreadsheet, I'll update that. And it'll kind of be like, that's a monthly summary. So from there, I'll actually um, sort everything a little better, categorize everything. I'll, I'll bold some larger purchases that, you, that I usually wouldn't spend on. So for example, what did I do? I bought my girlfriend a Christmas present and it was like a thousand bucks. And so I would bold that just so I can see that 
that's not really an ordinary purchase I'd make, but I made it. It's there. It's bolded. And actually, this is the first year that I did this. I've been do personally doing this for three to four years, I think. And it's definitely gotten better as I've got, I've done more of it. Like, I think for you guys at the start, it might seem like, where do I start? What do I do? Honestly, just start. Whether you're writing it down on a piece of paper, whatever. It really doesn't matter how you do it. It just matters that you do it in this case. So whether you're writing it down, whether you're using cell phone app, whatever, just, just write it down somewhere so you have it and you can always go back and look at it. So in terms of big purchases, that's something I, this year was the first year I did that, where I looked back over the whole year because my spreadsheet was actually nice this year. As I said, you'll get better as you go. So I looked back at the whole year and I, I just took note of the large purchases that were made throughout the whole year. Um, whether, whether that was, um, how shall I say, whether that was large purchases like a new phone, a new laptop, a gift, a big gift for someone. It really doesn't matter. I just, I bolded the like unordinary purchases and I, I actually have it right here. I have a sheet of paper right here. So like gifts was a big one. Oh, home gym. I spent a lot on the home gym this year. Just something I wouldn't normally spend on. Um, travel, glasses. I had to buy new glasses. So that was like a $400 purchase. Um, so by bolding these large purchases, I was able to, at the end of the year, just like kind of summarize things better. In terms of one thing while I'm talking about large purchases, one thing that I'm really conscious of doing and something I try to do every couple of weeks, every couple of months is just kind of anticipate any large purchases coming up so that it just doesn't like, it just doesn't happen. And you're like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting paying $2,000 for this. Or, oh snap, I didn't realize I was going to have to pay 500 bucks for this. Like, oh no, what if I don't have that $500, right? So just anticipating any large purchases. So for me, a couple large purchases coming up. Actually, tomorrow, Monday, I'm going to pay a traffic ticket. Uh, it hurts, but I fucked up. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be like a $300 or $400 ticket. So in my mind, I already know like, okay, that's coming up soon. I'm going to do that. So that's a large purchase I have coming up. Is that a purchase? I don't know. I guess kind of sucks. That's a big purchase. Another one I want to make, not immediately, but I just know that it's in the cards is I want to upgrade my podcast setup so that when I have a guest on the podcast, they can have their own mic and I can have my own mic because in the past I've been sharing mics with the podcast guests and it works. It does work, but I just want it to be better. So anticipating large purchases, whether there are courses you want to take, whether there is like a vacation you want to take, you should be aware of that and starting to put money away 
for those things. So what other things have I learned in terms of tracking my expenses and my income? Honestly, I feel like it's given me a really good foundation and it's really helped me build good habits around money. So what I mean is I'm currently 26 years old and I started, I think I got lucky. My mother worked in a bank when I was young. So she was always in a bank. She was always in that environment. So I guess because I had that access, I could, it just seemed um, natural to ask her about those things, right? So she worked at a bank and my parents were very open about finances and I, on my end, I was very curious about finances. I remember what going out, you know, those, it's been like 10, 10 years since then, but just those, as a kid, those Saturdays, those Sundays, you just go out with your parents, right? And you're going all around town, you're going to get groceries, they're dropping you off at like the skating lessons, you guys are going to the mall after to get you like clothes. And I just remember, everyone always made fun of me for it. We'd go to the store and okay, she'd buy something and I, in my head I saw how much she spent. I'm like, okay, $90, cool. I wasn't judging her or anything, I was just taking in the fact that she was spending that amount of money. And as a young kid, he, it's it's a lot of money, right? Like 90 bucks as a 14 year old is like, holy shit, $90, that's a lot of money. So I remember like being very aware of those things and then we'd go to the grocery store after. It's like, oh snap, another $200? Okay, we're at 290 now. And we'd go to the gas station. Okay, another $40, okay, we're at 330. We'll go eat somewhere, $30, okay, $360. It's like, damn, we spent $360 today? That's a lot of money, mom. Anyway, so I just remember always being aware of the aware of the, of the fact that you us as people, we spend money, we earn money, and we spend money. Right? So I feel like I got an early start to everything because I was always so curious about things. I'd ask her, I'd ask my mother and my father about anything and everything related to money. So at a young age, I was always very aware of these things. I knew what was going down. I knew the importance of saving money and paying yourself first. Gotta pay yourself first. I've talked about this before, but if you guys don't know what paying yourself first means, It literally means when you get paid, when you get that paycheck, whether it's weekly, whether it's bi-weekly, whether you get paid randomly because you're you're self-employed, gotta pay yourself first. The first finance book I read was The Wealthy Barber and that's what The Wealthy Barber taught me. Pay yourself first, in terms of how much to pay yourself first, there's no set amount like as much as possible is the best answer someone could give you um 10 is a good start if you can only do five percent do five percent whatever 10 percent is great start 15 20 percent it's really as much as you can do right either way you got to pay yourself first so let me explain a little bit about that so most of us have bills whether it's rent whether it's mortgage 
whether it's hydro bills, cell phone bills, gym memberships, right? Those things, most of those things come right out of, the, right out of our account. If, whether it's the first of the month or whenever you guys started the term. So most of the things, these things come automatically come out of your account. So the idea behind paying yourself first is that you, us, we need to set we need to set up an automatic payment from our account that gets paid. So our paycheck goes into one account. We need to set up an automatic payment from that account to a secondary account. It could be in the same um, it could be in the same like bank, but I'm sure you guys know you can open up multiple checkings account. You can open up multiple savings account. So you could have two or three checkings accounts going. So your money goes into the first check, first checkings account. That's where you get paid. Immediately, whatever percentage you determine, maybe it's a set amount per month. That auto automatically transfers from the first account to the second one and those are meant for long-term savings um, big purchases that kind of thing emergency fund that's a big one too but I'm not gonna get into all that so just setting up that automatic withdrawal from your one of your accounts to another one of your accounts and then having the willpower and discipline to not touch that account unless you really need to but the idea is that you don't touch it so that it becomes your savings count your long-term savings count right so that's what paying yourself first means is that you set up this withdrawal you set up this automatic withdrawal whatever percentage you can muster and you will be paying yourself first at the whether it's the first of the month the last of the month whatever so just like all the other bills you pay, you pay yourself first. And the idea behind this is that it is much more effective, in my experience, than trying to have a budget. So generally, when people budget, they're, they calculate what they make, they calculate all the expenses, they calculate all of that, and then at the end of it, it's like, okay, after all of these expenses then this is the amount I can save. Say I have 500 bucks left over at the end of the month after all my expenses. In theory, yes, that might work. But it rarely does because I don't know why. Just shit happens. Things come up, right? So by doing the pay yourself first, by doing the pay yourself first, you're already saving that money. You're already putting it away you're not going to touch it. And then after you've dealt with all the nece necessary bills, all that kind of stuff, the rest of whatever is left is yours to spend. And for me, the most important part of this is that you can spend it pretty guilt-free because you've already saved the money. Like, you've already put money away. So feel free. Have fun. Like, enjoy life, right? Whereas in the other scenario where you're paying all your bills first and then you're gonna save what's left sometimes what's left is not a whole lot and then you still want to spend it and then you kind of feel bad because you know that that money should be going to your savings so I find from a mental standpoint that paying yourself first is a lot 
more beneficial and effective. So in terms of when I reflect on the money that I spent and made last year, I definitely made, I definitely increased my income from the year before, which was the goal. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I think be, one, one other thing, one side note that's so important is monthly subscriptions or like yearly subscriptions, yearly payments that you have to make. I think being aware of those things is super important. Just like being aware of large purchases on the horizon, being aware of your monthly subscriptions, whether that's Netflix, Spotify, um, Amazon Prime, those kinds of things. But for me, there's other things like, so once a year I have to pay tenants insurance. Once a year I pay my life insurance. Once a year I pay my personal training insurance. Once a year I pay for to host this podcast. And then I also pay once a year to host my website. So all that stuff adds up. Like I'm looking at it right now on the paper. And all that stuff adds up about to a thousand bucks a year. It's not a, it's not like an enormous amount, but it's still a thousand bucks a year that you, if you're not ready for it, it could really affect your livelihood, right? If you weren't ready for it. So in terms of right now and the situation I'm dealing with, I kind of mentioned it last episode my girlfriend and I were looking for a place to move into. So now that we're in the process of moving in, or no, now that we're in the process of applying for places to move into, having this financial literacy, having this confidence around money and how to handle it and how we need to allocate things in order to be in the best position possible because I've had, because I've been facing this stuff head on, like I've never been ignoring the money. I feel like it's very easy to just sweep the whole subject under the rug because it's so easy to live off of credit. It's so easy to live off of a line of credit or a credit card and just make those minimum payments, right? But really, it feels like it's okay, but it's not. Like you're slowly drowning. So I've always been one to face these things head on and just, okay, this is what it is. These are the numbers. This is what's happening. This is what needs to be brought in because this is what's going out on a monthly basis. So now that I'm in the process of moving in with someone and now the finances kind of get complicated, right? Because you're no longer just dealing with yourself. You're dealing with yourself the other person, and whatever else may come with that, right? So for me, I I knew, like, I knew my end of the finances. I didn't know her end. So I told her, look, this is what I need from you. I need you to tell me what's going on with your money. I need you to tell me how much you're bringing home per, how much you're bringing home a month. You need to tell me every single expense you have, like, that's a fixed expense, so rent, internet, cable, phone, um, monthly subscriptions, or do you have any debt also, or like what else do you pay monthly? 
I need to know. I need to do the numbers. I need to crunch numbers for the both of us. So we've been doing this process for about the last week. And we've finally come to a conclusion. It's It's been good. It's been a, it's been a good experience so far. I don't think... I think we're a bit stressed, but I don't think we're like unnecessarily stressed. A little bit of anxiety, you know. But I don't think anything out of the ordinary. So after I crunched the numbers... I said, look, like this is what we can afford if we're looking for a place to rent. And I think we'll be in a good position based off of these calculations. Basically, in my mind, I've been thinking about this a lot and just asking a couple of people around me whether I'm thinking about this the right way. So when it comes to money and living and enjoying life, and really just living and enjoying life, when it comes to when it comes down to it, is it as simple as earning enough money in order to feed everyone, make sure everyone has everything they need, basic necessities? So is it as simple as earning enough, bringing in enough money so that everyone can have everything they need, everyone's comfortable, everyone lives a good life, while you're able to stay out of debt? And at the same time, save enough money in order to invest into the future. Is it as simple as that? What do you guys think? I'm because I feel like it. That's almost too simple. But I feel in my in my heart and mind, I feel like that is the that is really it in terms of making money, in terms of living a good life, the life that you want to live. Is it as simple as? making enough money so that everyone's comfortable, everyone has what they need, and then we're still making enough so that we can save and invest for the future, and we still have enough that we're going to stay out of debt, right? I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. I'd love to hear whether you guys currently track your income or your expenses, whether you've ever thought about it, and then maybe after hearing this, are you going to track your income and expenses? I'm, I'm actually really interested to see that. Because I was kind of surprised when I, um, maybe it's like a New Year thing where, because when I posted into that group chat that I do this, and I wrote, I'm, <laughs> you guys know me, I, I wrote, okay, look, I think you guys, no, no, I didn't say I think you guys, I said, I said something along the lines of, I think there are two options. If you want to live a good life where everything, everyone has what they need, everyone's comfortable, there's food on the table, there's a roof over your head, there's clothes on your back. If you want to do that, I think track a, a really good place to start. The first step would be to start tracking your income and your expenses. That's what I said. And then I wrote below that, the other option is to stay poor. And I do believe that. I, I'm not, I don't say that just because like, I think it's funny. No, I really do believe that. Like, if you're experiencing financial issues, like if your financial situation is not in a great place right now, I really do believe that the simple act of tracking your income, tracking your expenses... You don't actually have to change anything. You just have to 
face it head on. You just had to see it on paper, on your phone, on your computer, whatever. You just got to see it. You just got to know what's going on and where things are going. And I think just that simple act of doing that will bring the awareness around your finances. You will increase your awareness. You'll increase your knowledge. You'll learn what the hell's going on. And from there, I think any um, sensible person, if they see... Because at the end of the day, you you just have to spend less than what you make, right? At the end of the day. So in terms of savings, the equation would be your income minus your expenses equals your savings at the end of the day. So I have... I have learned a lot about myself and how I spend money and how I make money. I'm very grateful for the fact that I've been aware of these things for more than a decade now. I know I know some people around my age who are just starting to learn about these things and I don't think it's ever too late. I really don't. It's never too late to start, right? But I'm just so grateful that I was exposed to these things. I I know that money can kind of be an uncomfortable topic for people. Some people might say that it's rude to talk about money. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people kind of ask questions where you're like, dude, why do you need to know that? But anyway... Most of the time, I think if it's in like, if it's coming from a good place, if people are asking out of curiosity, they want to learn, I think it's important if you out there, and I know a lot of you guys are, because a lot of you guys are freaking awesome. If you out there are very aware of these things, very financially sound, I would encourage you guys to kind of open up conversation about that with your friends, with your family. I I do think that once people open up that conversation that everyone else around kind of their guard kind of comes down and they're like, yeah, it's kind of, it is okay to talk about these things. And then it is important to talk about these things. That's in my experience, at least again, coming from a good place, not like not being judgmental or anything, but I do think it is our job to help others when we can, like whatever help people are willing to accept too, right? That's another big thing. So in closing, I highly encourage you guys, if you're not currently tracking your income and your expenses, highly encourage you to do so. For me, there are three main areas of my life. There's my, there's life and relationships. So family, friends, um, enjoying life, really. That's one big area. Second big area is my own health and fitness because that's important to me. It helps me feel good, helps me become better. That's my second part. And then third, third arena of life for me is business and finances. So life and relationships, health and fitness, and then business and finances. I take those three areas of life very seriously. I 
have big goals for each area and looking forward to getting after them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys got something out of it. Forrester, thank you for asking me that awesome question as always. And I hope I answered it. Until next time, peace. Actually, if you're still here, I've been meaning to say this. <laughs> so if you're still here, I'm putting out these podcasts on my website, theodorelim.ca slash podcast. I will also be putting out, in addition to one podcast a week, I will be putting out one blog post a week on theodorelim.ca slash blog. I'm going to link all this down below. And I'm just going to keep hammering away at Instagram. One or two posts a day. Keep crushing Instagram stories. Keep documenting my experience, my struggles, what I've learned, the mistakes I've made. And holy shit, I make a lot of mistakes. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. I'm super excited. Let's get it. So until next time, peace.